Take that down right now. Man, if you're not going to that beat, you have no soul whatsoever to speak about. What's going on? It's your host with the most. The Mestizo Michelangelo himself doing it all, baby. Mario Caballero in the place to be. This is episode number 74, 74 of the Puro Caballero show. How's it going? It's late. It's the 20th of February. It's a Thursday night. This is when I'm recording this. I'm talking to myself. I'm speaking in the present tense. And off the jump, that was a little bit of duck sauce with the banger called Anyway with the NY capitalized in the middle. Repping the East Coast. That is a one part A track, another part Armin Van Helden. Two very dope individuals in their own right. And when they come together, they produce a funky-ass good time. And the reason I had decided to drop that track from uh, six years ago already, damn, time flies, is because they have a block party going on in San Francisco in May, on the 9th, second Saturday of May. And I will be there. Your boy is going to be in attendance. Got me a ticket. That will be fun as hell. I'm going to be going up to do try to do comedy that weekend as well. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll keep it moving. I'll keep you posted. Uh, stay tuned to my Instagram. I'm trying to post some more flyers for some upcoming shows. That'll be coming up. And... I got one coming up on the 29th in Long Beach. This is the 29th of February, so not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. I'm waiting on that flyer to post. Bando hit me up, bruh. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's the next one on the horizon. Did have one that just recently took place. Or I should say, let me back up first. Yeah, so I'm going to be in SF. I'm going to be in the Bay Area. Hit up your boy, especially if you got a comedy show. Hit me up, all you bookers, all you producers. Uh, I will give you a solid 5 to 15, if you know what I mean. Ooh, uh, what else was I going to say? Duck sauce. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the new equipment. It got a little upgrade. I don't know if this sounds a little extra buttery to you uh, in your earphones. But I got a new microphone. Clap for me. Hell yeah. Trying to take this podcast shit a little more seriously. And had a little splurge on Amazon. So I said, fuck it. We're going to try to step it up. Stepping up the production this year. That was one of the goals, so... So far, so good. I have to play this back, see how the pop filter's popping and all that. And see how it sounds, because that's one thing I don't really do very well, is review my material after it's out there. I just put it out and I say, blah, take it. 
Take it or leave it. I hope I do good, but fuck it. It is what it is. You can live with it. All right, back to the comedy. So, yeah, like I was saying, I had the chance to do a show last Sunday, which was a pretty fun time. Got to both do stand-up, and I got to DJ a little bit before and after the gig, which was cool. It was a little bit more of a um, mixed crowd, considering what the celebration was. This is dude Donnie's birthday. Kind of has a random mix of friends and people he knows. <laughs> this is the homie who runs the after-hour spot in downtown L.A., uh, for most of the people who be getting off work late. So, yeah, if you know, you know. You know about Donnie's. But we throw in a little comedy shindig over in Inglewood, out in Lamert Park, to be specific. And it was a pretty fun time. I had a good time. Got to meet a couple other comedians. That was cool. I see one dude that I've seen around. Hopefully be able to work with in the future. So that's some potential for a room to develop. Uh, I hope we could, you know, figure it out, make something happen with it. Because I think we have a good time there. The comedy on Crenshaw. I think that's what we're going to try to title the this show. Shout out to Homie Rich. And yeah, shout out to Homie Deloitte. They were the hosts that evening. Also, shout out to the homie Zach, too. Zach Hankins. He is also pretty new to comedy. Didn't do too bad himself, to be honest with you. So, yeah, we'll see. I feel like I kind of hit a, a good stretch and a good roll this last couple of weeks with my material. And I think the practice is paying off. I've already rolled through 30 mics so far this year, and we're not even through two months. Not bad. I'm on a pretty good pace myself. If I do certain show. Because if you think, if you do a quarterly, if I'm trying to hit 150, well, 75, it's like a little over 30, 32, 33 a quarter. No. Did I do that wrong? Yeah, hold on. 75, what's 75? 36, 37 a quarter. <laughs> My shitty math. Goddamn. Mm. Very doable. Dude, if I hit 15 more of these bitches, that's 45. 45. And by the end of March is equal to 90 at halfway through, which goes to 180 by the end of December. You stay on the pace. Yeah, I'm like running a comedy marathon or something right now. I'm just trying to plan it out. Mm, push a little more. What's that? Yeah, 50 a quarter is 200. That's just a simple math. Come on, Mario. Come on, Mario. You fucking took pre-algebra honors. Come on, dog. You were in the smarts class. But yeah, I didn't like math. It's like, yeah, but you were good at it. But fuck that. 
I want to have phone life. You're like, okay, true, true, true that. Okay. What am I doing? I'm just talking craziness. So, yeah, Donnie's was cool. Got to spin a little bit of uh, some of that ratchet music, some of that twerking shit. Had the had a party bumping a little bit. <laughs> Three girls grinding on each other. That's always fun. That's when you know you you got the selection down pat, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's funny. I think people underestimate me in a lot of regards. I think sometimes people underestimate me in some of the shit that I like to do. They'd be like, oh, this dude can't play basketball. And then I come out and just, like, ball up. And they look at me like, oh, man, this dude don't know what to do. This dude can't do comedy. And then I get some chuckles here and there. And then I'm like, they're like, oh, man, this dude doesn't, oh, can't, can't really DJ, doesn't really know. And then I got the party bumping. So that's all you need to know. Dude, I had the the, the old school shit, bro. Because this is Lamar Park shit. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm dropping the DJ Quick on him. I'm dropping the Warren G. I'm dropping some of that old school shit. Ice Cube. Oof. I think uh, uh, VJ dropped some Tupac, Snoop Dogg. We got all the... Essentials of Nate Dog in there. Yeah, but then we brought it back. Played some some more of that two short shit. Ooh, we got it wild. Yeah, we had a fun time. I got pretty pretty lit. Pretty lit. Sufficiently lit. I was uh they had some dude cooking in the back. Ordered me some shrimp. That shit hit. That shit was nice. <laughs> uh that was good. Some good shit. Probably not the best thing for me. I put on some pounds over the weekend. I'm not going to lie. That did happen. Um, not very satisfied with that. But, but yeah. It was Valentine's Day. Didn't do shit. Didn't find nobody. So, <laughs> another one. Lonely. But, it was all good. I ain't tripping. Moving on to the next uh, yeah, drank way too much, it's fucked up when you go out and you go back to the same bar two nights in a row and just like, still nothing, no leads, dead ends, it's sad, it's sad, but it's real, gotta put it in there, uh, speaking of realness though, there was some real ass shit that just happened in the news, that I got to address off the top, man. So, there's this person, uh, individual by the name of Dr. Amy Hardwick, who, God bless her soul, unfortunately, was pushed off uh, her third story balcony. And unfortunately passed away due to the accident. This was allegedly done by an ex-boyfriend who was apparently obsessed with her. There was a restraining order put on the individual at one point that until recently was not, um, you know, active. It became expired and 
was inactive for a few weeks, I want to say, a few, maybe a few months, not in a long time. This person, Dr. Hardwick, was most famously an ex to Drew Carey, actor, comedian, host, uh, currently on Price is Right. Yeah, he was, she was his, uh, or they were engaged, I should say, just uh, two years ago in 2018. Uh, eventually did not go through, but she was, um, I want to say, psychologist who um, dealt with a lot of, you know, body image issues with, with women and she was very well renowned in that field she was herself a former playboy model I want to say earlier in her career but regardless uh, she did apparently lose her, her life to um, this one individual who uh, I will say her name, his name one time. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so sad, so sad. Um, Jesus. Blunt force injuries to her head and torso. Mm. Jesus. This guy's name... I'm going to say once, Gareth Pursehouse was a boyfriend. He was, you know, had arrested on suspicion of this crime and was placed on $2 million bond. So that's some serious shit. Apparently he posted bail. $2 million, that's so much. So this guy... Is like popping up in my life, you know, different places. This Monday was President's Day, so I happened to have a chance to to go run to the comedy store to see if I can get on Pollock and on Kill Tony. Struck out on both of them. I think I had a fire impression on deck because I had Dan Soder there as the the one of the guest hosts, and yeah, so I signed up. I go over to one of the bars nearby. And I started talking to these these dudes that were sitting over there. And they were just going to see the show. And they started telling me, like, yeah, did you hear about the, the, the dude who pushed Drew Carey's ex over the balcony this weekend? I said, no, I didn't hear about this. And they're like, yeah, apparently this guy went on Kill Tony recently. And I'm like, oh, shit. I did not hear that development. That's fucking crazy. Goddamn. So, yeah, it turns out he went on Kill Tony and got up about a month ago. I listened to the set, and it wasn't the best. I've heard way worse, but, you know, they didn't dig into him too bad, to be honest. So, it is what it is. 
Oh man, crazy. So like that that kind of crossed my path. And that was on Monday. So that was my off day, right? Coming to work on Tuesday. Guess what my coworkers are talking about? This same exact story. Except there's another wrinkle. The dude apparently worked at my job. What the fuck? Talking about getting a little close for comfort. Jeez, us, Christ. That is eerie. So the same dude was taking the same elevators I've been taking in the last few months. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nella, that's a bit close for comfort. My goodness. So now I got like people in my day job talking about it, or that we're talking about it, people in the comedy circle talking about it. Just like, jeez. As I've heard some comedians say that, yo, yeah, they went on Kill Tony. Shout out to Kill Tony. <laughs> They addressed it right off the top, so. Damn, so crazy. Mm. Yeah, she was a family therapist. That's what it was. Sex therapist. <sighs> Oof. Apparently she was strangled before she was thrown over a balcony. Jesus Christ, why these details are nasty. Mm. I couldn't believe it. He worked a couple floors down. From where I worked. And I spoke with a couple of my coworkers, and one of the dudes was just like, Yeah, this dude's kind of an asshole. Just get back to me when he'd get back to me. I wasn't really keeping up with his job and shit, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. But my fucking goodness. It's like, hey. Never know who. You never know. Never know who. Mm. So yeah, apparently he was uh, pretty abusive to her, and they allegedly had an encounter recently, not too long ago, that was apparently kind of random. He's also a photographer. He's got a couple videos on YouTube. See, if you're going to go up for your first time, don't go up on Kill Tony, man. I'd, for the most part, that's not a good way to do it. But some people do it, man. Talk to one dude in the crowd who got picked. It was his first time. I was like, fuck. I was like, I wanted to get picked, man. I got this killer Nate Diaz impression that I've been fucking murking with. Murking these crowds. Uh... <laughs> Uh, people who I've heard it a couple times start complimenting it so I'm like oh hell yeah doing my thing doing my thing so you know what's funny is like my roommates ask me about my bits and I'll do it for them but it's like they're like that fucking sucks I'm like it's not the setting I didn't set it up right and they're like I don't give a shit and I'm like alright fuck you then <laughs> but then when I do it at a show they're like dude that shit was killing I was like bruh you fucking had no faith in me what the fuck <laughs> Oh, man. I get it. I get it. I get it, man. Dude, don't be marking people, man. That's not cool. Don't be stalking motherfuckers either. 
Some people just need to let it be, man. Just let it go. Let it go. What was, was. Damn, man. That's crazy just knowing some dude who more than likely killed somebody was getting a paycheck cut from the same HR department. Or payroll department, excuse me. Got the same HR training. Apparently this guy was not there for a short bit of time. He was apparently there for a damn decade. Damn near. I think it was like eight years. Hmm? Fucking crazy. Anyway, let's talk about some like, you know, uh, farcical shit. Let's go back on the world of sports. Let's get into it. So, what a, some would consider the world's greatest athletes um, all descended upon the city of Chicago this last weekend for the NBA All-Star Game. And the weekend wasn't all that bad. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of interest, a lot of intrigue, especially on my part, I'd say. We'll start off on NBA Saturday. Uh... Bam out of bio won the skills competition. Actually faced another big dude in uh the Montes Bonus. So out of bio won that one. Uh he of the uh, Miami Heat. And then moving on to the three point contest. I was actually at the gym at the time when this went on, so I missed the first round, but then the second round came up. And who the hell was it? It was Let me see. Oh, yeah. So I started watching it, and it was like the second round. And by that point, it was these people's uh, uh, Davis Bertons from the Washington Wizards, Devin Booker. From the Phoenix Suns and the Bahamian himself, Buddy Hill to the Sacramento Kings. So I was definitely rooting for Buddy. And Bertons put up 22 to start. Devin Booker put up a slot 26. But then Buddy Hill came through on the last shot. Got the money ball rack right at the end. Nailed four out of five of those. And got 27 points. So, congratulations to Buddy. First Sacramento King to win the three-point contest since the sharpshooter, Peja Stojakovic. I think back in 05, I want to say. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. First time a King has won something of any importance. I guess Tyreek Hill won Rookie of the Year. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Evans. Jesus, get out of football mode, Mario. Season's over. Chiefs aren't killing you anymore. It's done. What's done is done. All right, but yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, almost cleared that last rack. You got hot at the end of both rounds. And it was interesting at this uh, three-point contest they put two 30-foot spots where you get one shot. 
and those are worth four points. So you nailed out one of those, and you can get a high score. I want to say Booker got one or two of those, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, that was exciting. That one came down to the wire, literally. And then on came the dunk contest. My fucking God is Aaron Gordon ridiculous. And was he not robbed of a title? That man should have had a 50 on his last dunk, which would have been six straight 50s. He hit five straight 50s, which is unreal. He should have won. I don't know how they didn't give it to him. I understand I would have been fine with them giving a tie after four dunks for both guys because it was pretty damn crazy. But Derek Jones, he was killing him with the windmills and the reverse tornado dunk, the reverse 360, the off the backboard, jumping over a guy through the legs dunk, which I don't know if I've ever seen before. And, oh my goodness, it was unreal. Aaron Gordon, what he did, was crazy as well. Insane. Insane. I couldn't couldn't believe it. I was watching it at the gym. I was like, let me get on this... uh, this bike and just pedal until the end of the dunk contest. And every dunk was fucking even crazier. I was just like, oh, oh, I was making audible noises at the gym. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. It was unreal. The dude at five. Five. Final score was like 48 47 on the last two dunks. And D Wade got some home cooking for Derek Jones Jr. He's getting a lot of a lot of flack right now because he did not give Gordon a 10 at the end, and that's would have tied him pretty much. There was two other guys that didn't give him a 10 either, but I think apparently the idea was for the um, the judges to give it a tie and make it a shared title, which would have been fine. Or actually, they would have gone to a judge's decision. They would have voted on it. So. Eh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Damn, Derek Jones Jr. just got a Puma deal for that. Aaron Gordon. Freaking dunked over Taco Fall. They were just trying to figure out what the hell to do up by that point. This fool brought Taco Fall, seven foot five Taco Fall out of the stands. And then dunked over him. He cleared him. He made a little contact on the back and said, but he damn near cleared him. If it was a seven three guy, he would have cleared him. Do you realize how fucking ridiculous that is? The dude has fucking bunnies in the shoes. Oh my god. Spring loaded legs. My God. I I still can't. I still can't believe it. Honestly. Honestly. I can't. I can't. I gotta I gotta watch some of this again. Like it was it was so fucking insane. <sighs> Chadwick gave nines both times. 
Ah, freaking crazy. Hmm. Shout out to Pat Connaughton. He had some nice ones, too. He really did. Aaron Gordon just got it up off the jump. He was going, going ham. He was determined. First one was between the legs reverse dunk. Pretty sick with it. And then... Should they, oh, yeah, Pat Connaughton had the dunk over Giannis. That was nice. Where he took the ball, tapped the backboard, and then slammed it. That was pretty nice off the replay. Doop, doop. Just watching it again. That was a 50. And then... Oh, I missed the, the Gordon one. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah, over Chance the Rapper, grabbed it, and then did a 180 reverse. Pretty sick with a two-hand slam, too. This dude gets so high up in the air. It just floats, man. Floats up there. My God. All right. And Derek Jones. Why am I giving you this? I just want to watch this shit again. Oh, my God. Derek Jones did a fucking... Jumped over two guys... And then windmill slammed it. Like these dudes are doing like crazy combo dunk moves that you would do in that uh, NBA street dunk contest. That is fucking most ridiculous shit to pull off. Let's see. Back to Gordon. Oh my god! Cleared Chance the Rapper for a second time. Easily. Easily. Had to do it for Shot Town, Shot City. Oh, oh, my back. So cleared him, and then did a spin one eighty. Like these were fucking crazy dunks. Yeah, there's the backboard off the between the legs from Derek Jones, which was unreal. These dudes were flying. Yeah, he got a 50. Oh, that's right. Yo, that Aaron Gordon, this Aaron Gordon one was one of the best ever. He got a pass off the side of the backboard. He one hand cupped it. Dude, I'm not getting a replay for that one. Are you kidding me? One hand cupped it and did a 360 windmill. How? That one, I think, was my most, the the one I was most impressed with. Crazy, crazy. And then coming back, Derek Jones off the side, between the legs. Windmill. Easy. So these dudes were just hitting 50s. And I'm trying to think. Alright, brought out chance for the third time. And I'm pretty sure Aaron Gordon just did the Derrick Jones move where he just grabs it off of 
where he's holding it behind his head and he just puts it between his legs and dunks it. Yeah, just a simple another 50. Does it so simple, so easy, effortless. And then let's see, Derek Jones to yeah, that was it. That was it. I still can't believe he didn't win. So that's the second time he's probably rightfully robbed. And then we get to the NBA All-Star game, which actually was pretty intriguing. They switched up the format. They had uh, the first three quarters where they would reset the score. And so you could just win a different quarter. Kind of like you're playing like a pickup game or something. and Or scrimmage. Whoever won each quarter got money donated to a certain charity for each team. Teams are already picked like street ball style. We had LeBron team LeBron team Giannis. That format has already has been there for a little bit last couple seasons. So then yeah, so you you do that and then you add up the total after the three quarters to start the fourth quarter. That's the difference, right? Whichever team's ahead, you add twenty four more points to their total. And that's their target score. That's the score you need to get to to win the game. And so, um, basically, uh, it's untimed in the fourth quarter, and you just go until somebody gets to that that many that many buckets, right? That many points. So that's kind of how it played out, and it was pretty interesting, man. I got to watch like the first first half. And then I had to leave and go to the the show. But watch the highlights of kind of how it ended in the fourth. And it looked like it was pretty damn entertaining, man. Those highlights were were fun. These guys were going at it with each other. It looks like it was tight. It's kind of like clutch time basketball kind of again. Getting guys into situations. Kyle Lowry flopping everywhere. Giannis was really hot in the second. Couldn't really do it in the fourth. Joel B kind of putting his name out there, putting his stamp on the game, but he's kind of getting fatigued on the stretch. It's kind of his MO. LeBron doing LeBron things. Chris Paul, shout out to Chris Paul, catching the alley-oop from Russ. Who would have saw that one coming? You would have said, all right, maybe the other way around, but goddamn. God fucking damn. That shit was wild. What else happened? Uh, ooh, my neck. Ooh, my back. Still figuring out the kinks on this microphone thing. Trying to figure out which, which setting's the most comfy. What else? So yeah, that was All Star Game. That shit was was cool. I think they're gonna keep that format for the foreseeable future. But it's fun. It's fun to have the NBA All Star Game kind of be interesting again. I feel like it was interesting when I was younger, and then it just over the years has kind of deteriorated. Less and less kind of dudes have been apt to go hard in it and show out. Years right after MJ, I felt like guys wanted to put their own stamp on the league, and they used that as a platform to do so. 
I mean, one of those guys that definitely showed out consistently was Kobe. And they did a lot of tributes, obviously, to his passing, we've, as we discussed. Uh, so one of the team wore 24, everybody on the team, and the other team, everybody wore two in honor of Gianna. So that was touching. It was good to see. So, yeah, All-Star Weekend. It's come and gone. And, yeah, NBA action kind of picked up back again today. So we're back on the mix. Shout out to Kings. Got a victory over the Grizzlies. That's cool. Only seven back now. <laughs> or maybe six and a half. Yeah, it's going to take a minor miracle. We'll see. Bad news is Bagley. Still going to get reevaluated in three more weeks. On a sore foot. Now what you like to hear. Please rest up. Be healthy. Please. Please. That's all I ask. Just rest. Don't do nothing. Just play 2K forever. Madden, whatever you're into, man. God, I don't care. I don't care. Just chill. Please just chill. So, yeah. There's been a couple moves. A couple more moves. All-star game. All-star. Uh... What I'm saying, the trade deadline happened before the All Star game. That's what I wanted to say. But there's still players getting bought out for the contracts towards the end of the year. It's usually guys on the last year, uh, year of their deal where they don't have too much money left, or they're willing to take a massive pay cut for the rest of the season. So the team will agree to do so if they do it before I think it's March 1st. Then they can re-sign with another team and make the playoffs, pretty much on the playoff roster so it'd be there's solid players to be had on the buyout market uh, in certain seasons and this year we have a couple moves already because it looks like Reggie Jackson has gotten bought out by the Pistons he formerly of the OKC Thunder and put up some good scoring marks uh, scoring performances at times next to Russell Westbrook got himself a nice deal to go to Detroit did that and he's been kind of so-so but it is reported that he'll sign now with the LA Clippers and that gives him another weapon off the bench the team is even deeper I don't know necessarily that is the most pressing need for the Clippers at the moment with that being said it did keep him from going to the Lakers who kind of need a point guard to play and run the offense and or some at least somebody to initiate some offense off the bench cuz I think the way they have the, the rotations going now that's been a big issue for them when they say LeBron sits but I don't know if it necessarily needs to be a point guard somebody that could kind of initiate it from time to time, they don't even need somebody to be perfect. They just need somebody to be like a BB plus level player, and that'll be good enough. So, yeah, Reggie coming to LA, but he's going to the clip show. All right, Demar Carroll, he got bought out by the Spurs, and now he's going to sign with the Rockets. And it looks like they're going to also sign Jeff Green as well. Those dudes damn near might be some of the bigger dudes on the team now because they decided to just go super small. Just run and gun 
We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Jeff Green might be playing more center than he ever has in his life. Maybe since high school? I don't know. Middle school? I don't know. All right. Uh, moving on. We're going to have to hit the rest of this rapid fire because there's a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff to cover. See if I can do this in less than an hour. All right. Kyrie Irving, out for the season. We'll have shoulder surgery, and I suspect the Nets will probably go on a run, and there's going to be even more speculation of how big of a impact is Kyrie Irving really. Apparently the numbers when he's on and off the floor or has been, or the games he's missed versus the games he's played, they're like, I want to say on offense they're like 7.8 point points per game better. However, on defense when he plays, they're eight points worse. So, like, he's giving you offense, but he's taking away on the defensive end. So, I predict that will happen. There'll be some discord. And then Durant will come next year, and they'll be fine. Um, There'll be ups and downs, as there always are with Kyrie. He just, it's just kind of, his MO comes with the, the territory. All right, and how about the story about the Cavaliers, ex-Cavaliers coach, John Beeline? Done already, not even a full season after coming over from uh, University of Michigan in the college ranks. This dude lost the locker room before the season even started, man. If you think about it, I heard so many players now were complaining to the media about how this dude was running practices and doing a whole bunch of stuff. And he was just all over the place. There was that story we talked about earlier about he called the players thugs. It was reported that the, a bunch of players in his ear, earshot, ear, yeah, earshot, within earshot. Damn, English is fucked up. Um, yeah, so people, uh, so he could hear them playing music and they're playing a bunch of songs that had thugs uh in reference like uh thug passion by tupac thugs mansion by tupac thuggish rockish bones by uh bone thugs i'm a thug by uh um was it trick daddy Oh shit! And playing that shit in defiance of this fool. So you apparently lost the locker room, dumbass early. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, players not too happy about it. So he's done with the Cavs. Apparently, he wanted them to pay the rest of his salary, and they said no. So they came to agreement where he's just I don't know doing scout scouting breakdowns advanced scouts i don't know is he taking notes i don't i don't know what he's doing apparently he's doing something else in the organization so <laughs> talk about fucked up situation man ooh ooh we all right speaking about messed up situations dodgers and the red sox are finally able to get a deal done got dragged out in the mud for about a week, but they did it. Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. It was supposed to be a three-team deal. 
with the Twins involved, but the Red Sox got all upset about one of the relief pitches that they were going to give up, uh, saying that they wanted another uh, prospect instead. But that ended up eventually uh, happening. Did not end up happening. So the Dodgers were pretty much, or the Red Sox were, excuse me, saying that this Gratterall, this guy Gratterall, apparently uh, they, they had him pegged as a, relief pitcher instead of starter there's issues apparently with his elbow had Tommy John surgery obviously from the player side I think his agent Scott Boer said that his injury history is nothing to do with it and that their Red Sox were just playing games so who knows what's going on they got it done and what was a funny ripple effect from that is that it announced that the Dodgers were going to trade Jock Peterson to the Angels but since the initial trade didn't happen, they held up on the secondary trade. And then a secondary trade is not happening. So Jock Peterson's still on the Dodgers at the moment. Is he going to be traded? Because Dodgers now got Mookie Betts in the lineup, which fucking ridiculous. I'm so mad. In fact, the Red Sox got rid of Mookie just for payroll reasons. And that's it. Just doesn't make any sense, man. These are one of the most richest teams in baseball and you try to you do whatever you can to acquire a player of his caliber. And the fact that they are sending him for pennies on the dollar. Maybe dollars on the pennies. No, not quite. Twenties on the ones? I don't know. They're expensive players for sure. Mookie and David Price. That's what, that's what you got to pay for the top of the line guys, man. You guys are like printing money hand over fist. Won the World Series a couple years ago with the guy. It's like, what are you guys doing? Isn't that what you guys claim to be for, trying to win championships? A lot of these MLB teams are run not in that fashion. It's just it's frustrating. Frustrating, too, because this motherfucking Mookie's coming to the NL West, man. That's competition. It's competition. It's motherfucking competition. That's a tough one. It's a tough-ass one, man. <sighs> Dodgers look like they're going to try to make the World Series again. We'll see what's going to happen. Oh, boy. Speaking of no West, the Giants, they got a couple familiar faces back. I don't know if I should root for this or feel kind of like just shake my head about it because both Hunter Pants and Pablo Sandoval are going to be back in the orange and black. But it looks like I also got Billy Hamilton as well. See if he can make the team crazy speed on the bases in the outfield. And... The bat can use a little work as always. That's kind of been his MO. But a lot of room in SF. A little less room than before. They're making triples alley a little smaller this year. 
they reconfigured the outfield. But man, a couple familiar faces help bring some championships. Can't be mad at that. All right, moving on. Kendris Morales uh, eventually called it a quits. Called it a career. Kendrick Morales, most famous for when he was on the Anaheim Angels, breaking his leg, celebrating a walk-off, jumping to home plate. The f- crazy thing is, after he broke his leg, his, his career was never the same. His, his mobility was just was already lacking, just suffered even more, and basically made him like a DH to pinch hitter at the end of his career. And a lot of people say, like, what if? What could have happened for him? He could have had a lot more success. Because he was kind of on that all-star level prior to, to getting injured. I kind of was reading up into his story. It was pretty interesting. Tried to, like, immigrate Cuba, I think, like, 20 times or something. It was, it was something crazy. Tried, tried to leave the island. Couldn't get out. Eventually did, made the majors. Those was crazy Cuban baseball stories. So congrats to him. All right, moving on. So all-time hits leader Pete Rose was asking to be reinstated following the penalties that came down against the Astros. He claimed it to be light. I I, I agree. A lot of people, a lot of the players are really coming down on uh, Rob Manfred for his decision not to punish the players that were involved in the incidents, which I think is kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. He says that was the only way he was going to get cooperation from anybody. I don't know, man. I don't know. And in light of everything that's been going on, I th- I've I've been saying that Pete should be you should let at least let him in the hall if not if you don't want to let him affect games currently. I mean, if you put him in the hall of fame, it's just a fucking museum. That's all it is. People all try to be high and mighty. You could put that as part of his plaque if you want. You could put a plaque up with no description and just put his name, so people are forced to do their own research on him. You know. So that way you don't overtly celebrate him, but at least you make you recognize that he's there. I think he should be in. I think all those dudes should, but what do I know? I never played baseball. I watched it for the entertainment aspect of it, so hell yeah, steroids there was fun as fuck. I'm not gonna say no, it wasn't. Man. Put him in. Put him in. Fuck it. All right. A's pitcher Mike Fires getting death threats at the moment because he was the one who was able to out the Astros in their cheating schemes initially. Uh, last year, the end of last year. So he says it's nothing new to deal with. Uh, 
and he's been den- he's uh, been offered protection by MLB, and he's denied it though. He says, "Nah, I'm good." So he's just out there roaming the world, man, like fires. And we hope nothing happens because we don't want no crazy shit. All right, all right. Man, look at this. So many baseball stories. All right, moving on. Back to the Giants, though. What I would say is the best broadcasting duo of their era. Crook and Kipe of the San Francisco Giants. Broadcast on Comcast Sports. Bay Area. We'll continue this year. Now, Mike Kuko has a degenerative disease where his mobility has been severely limited and hampered. So much so that he was unable to travel with the baseball team most recently on their road games. He was, however, able still to, you know, do the home games. But they're going to have what they call a split cast for the NLS road games where... They're going to have a split broadcast, and with the technology, he's going to broadcast it from back home. So, hopefully the delay's not too bad, and the technology's good enough where they can kind of work out the kinks and all that stuff. Because that's always, in the past, been an issue. So... Shout out to Crook and Kipe for continuing. And let's see. Yeah, so Dwayne was just—he's gonna be still be doing all the all the games this season, but uh, it's good to see uh, Mike Crook do his do his thing, man. do this thing well what am I talking about what am I talking about alright MLB's talking about changes man they be talking about changes talking about expanding the playoffs adding more wildcard teams best record gets a bye division winners get to choose their opponents that's kind of interesting <laughs> so I guess they would each be matched with a wild card team. So two. So it'd be four. I don't know. I don't know the math, man. I don't know. So that might happen. I don't know. The other thing too. This thing did happen. MLB saying. For any reliever who comes to the ball game, there is now currently a three batter minimum before you can change the pitcher. That's a unique wrinkle. Trying to stop the lefty righty lefty, you know, matchups where you got half an hour of guys warming up from coming out of the bullpen to throw a few pitches and then go sit down. Also the DL, the number of days minimum that you can spend on it has changed back from 10 to 15. 
15 was the original number. They moved it down, and they, they changed it back. So uh, that's kind of a whatever deal. Now, active roster used to be 25-man active roster. Now it's a 26-man roster through the, through the uh, majority of the season. However, when you get to the tw- uh, September, in the past it was a 40-man roster that you could have with a bunch of uh, young guys. Now it's only going to be a 28-man roster. So there's only going to be a couple of those minor league players that you can bring and integrate into your team. So you, that means guys on the regular team, who maybe some of the older dudes who get rest on the regular season, maybe they're going to have to play a little bit more. Who knows? Now, you're going to have a two-way player designation. Which means that a player can both hit hit and pitch at the same time. It's like Shohei Otani. Because what happens is like no position player can pitch in a game unless uh, the score is like six runs or more differential or at some there was a couple other stipulations. So that's another another one. The amount of time that you get to challenge a play on a replay went from 30 seconds to 20 seconds. So those are the the, the changes in the rules for MLB this next season. It's going to be interesting. Those uh, That relief pitcher role is going to be, I think, the biggest one, followed by the size of the roster. The 40-man rosters were kind of big to begin with, but it was kind of accepted that we're just going to we have a fucking, you know, deep-ass squad. Some teams don't even touch playing some of the young dudes. Other teams will, put, will bring them in. The San Francisco Giants low-key won a World Series because they brought Buster uh, Posey up for a postseason run. And that dude balled out. Won a World Series as a rookie, man. That was legendary stuff. That dude's going to go down as a Hall of Famer. He has to. Has to. One of the best guys calling pitches too in his era. It's got to do it. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. All right, let's change sports, man. Let's keep it moving. You wait for Champions League knockout stages just began, and yeah, we had some pretty crazy results so far, man. Liverpool, the Reds, stomping all over the English Premier League. Nobody's touching them this year. Man, City's just falling behind. However, unable to get it done in their first matchup against Atletico de Madrid. They're down on aggregate, one goal to zero. It was kind of a, a flukish goal, to be quite honest with you. It was just a weird bounce. Kind of just flood through in the box. And ended up right at this, who scored the goal? Right at right at his feet, right at his foot, right in front of the net. It was one that you, it was like a tapper, a sitter, as they call it. So yeah, that was Saul Niguez who scored the goal. In the fourth minute, man. 
It was early, early in the match. And then you know what Atletico does? They freaking park the bus. They put everybody in front. Kind of ridiculous. Hey, it is what it is. You get the result. So they'll go back to Liverpool in a couple weeks, and they're going to need to get a couple goals to move forward. Let's see how the Reds do. Hopefully they can respond. I'm rooting for them. Madrid didn't even have... Uh, Couple players active. No Hector Herreras. Chao Felix. Still able to put it down. I know they have uh, that Carrasco kid. He was on the bench. Didn't even see the field. They have a pretty good roster, man. That freaking manager. He's crazy. Dude looks intense, huh? All right. They got Borussia Dortmund. Knocking off PSG. Two to one. In the first leg. Pretty interesting. Youngest American ever to uh, participate in Champions League. Gio Reyna. Son of Claudio Reyna. Reyna. Former national teamer. Kid is like 17 years old. Laced uh, this Holland dude with an assist, man. Mm. Where is he? What's this guy name? Erling Braholland. This dude is been balling. This Holland guy is pretty impressive. Scored two goals in this match. Two goals. One of them he got laced, and the other one was fucking nasty. It's on its own right. So, who knows? Can Dortmund knock off PSG? Does Mbappe have enough help? Let's see. Where was this match played? Oh, they played that in Germany. So, yeah, they'll be going to Paris. We'll see how the home field affects the competition there. So, yeah, that's another one-goal differential. And then the, the matches that happened yesterday, Atalanta, 4-1 over Valencia. Atalanta... Not the the home of the Falcons and the Hawks. Talk about the team in Serie A. Ha ha ha. Yeah, they're uh, they're kind of rolling right now. Four to one, not bad. And then RB Leipzig. One zero. Timo Werner. Scored off a penalty against Tottenham. Leipzig looked really good. Weren't able to get it, any chances into the net. Aside from the penalty that happened, I think it was Harry Winks knocking this dude down. I was trying to watch it on the side screen that I had there. But fucking crazy. Some crazy results. We got some more matches coming to you next week. On Tuesday, it'll be Chelsea and Bayern, along with Napoli and Barcelona. That'll probably be the premier matchup to watch. And then, next Wednesday, Real Madrid taking on uh, Manchester City. And then we have Lyon taking on Juventus. So yeah, that's your Champions League recap of the episode, of the week. I don't know. Whenever I want to do this, that's when I do this. So, yeah, 
Interesting stuff. That Holland dude is going to be fucking problem to deal with. He's going to get a transfer. Pro- I'm going to assume. My prediction. Madrid is going to come calling in a year or two for him to replace Karim Benzema. Because that seems like a likely option. But I don't know. I don't know the guy. Maybe he has different goals, different destinations. He wants to go. Maybe he's open for a challenge. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's get into some other news and notes around the world of football. Uh, Man City. Even though they're, they're in this year's competition, they are banned from the Champions League for the next two seasons due to financial fair play violations. Now, the apparent violations that were reported are a sponsorship deal where the total money that they got is underreported or overreported. So it seemed like they were in compliance when in reality they probably weren't. And I think the sponsorship came from a Saudi oil company and the owners tend to be Saudi oil people themselves. So that's a couple red flags there. They say they did nothing wrong, but obviously everybody who's ever accused of a crime always says that too. So, yeah. Mm. The English Premier League said that they didn't. They were kind of backing them up a bit. So, like, I mean, you know, we didn't find nothing wrong. So, I guess he could play. I guess he's cool. So that's what City was saying. Pep looks like he says he wants to stay. We're going to stick around for as long as they'll have him. This season, kind of a disappointment for them. They spent so much money on the roster. And can't stay neck and neck with the Reds. This year, it's just been Liverpool's year in the Prem. Been getting results after results after results. All right, moving forward. There was a teenage Bournemouth fan that was handed a three year stadium ban for racism for an incident that occurred versus Tottenham in November. It's these more just racial incidents going on in Europe. Just ongoing, ongoing. So, yeah, this one was from November of last year. Three-year stadium ban, I think that's that's appropriate. I'm glad that teams are starting to do something. Something. Because even if it's a symbolic gesture, you just got you to gotta do something. Another incident happened in Europe, all right? Wolves fan got banned four years for making monkey gestures. At Tam- Tommy Abraham of Chelsea in September. So this also happened last fall. Once again, I agree with the punishment. I think that's pretty appropriate. I'm not sure what the first fellow from Bournemouth was saying. The young teenager just trying to probably act cool in front of other people. And one way you can try to show that is to show disdain for his opposition, but that's stepping over some boundaries, man. That's, that's, that's going far. It's going too far. Not cool. 
Not cool. In other racial soccer news, in the MLS, FC Cincinnati's uh, former coach, Ron Jans of the Netherlands, resigns amid racism probe. They were looking into an incident that got reported. And yeah, so he was placed on. He had left the club for a minute. And then now he left them permanently. He's done. Apparently he said, you guessed it, the N-word. And his excuse was, you guessed it. That it was in reference to a rap song. <laughs> that is like the time-tested, like, rebuttal. Anytime a white dude gets accused of using the N-word, they say, oh, yeah, but I was singing a song. So, take it for what it's worth. That's kind of what each side has claimed so far. But this Jans dude decided, nah, I'm chilling. I'm good. I don't need this in my life. So he decided to leave. Kind of crazy. That's only the second season in existence for FC Cincinnati of the MLS. Just like so many of these new teams now, Inter-Miami is going to play this season. LAFC still pretty new. Atlanta United is still very new. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Craziness. Crazy. Why is it so much? So much of it. All right. More world football news. Manchester United Executive Vice Chairman Ed Woodward had his house vandalized last week. Now, there was a, apparently a Sun reporter that was present during the time of the house being vandalized. Now, the club, just earlier last week, released a statement where they blamed the Sun paper for encouraging the violence against their chairman. The papers claiming ignorance, saying, of course not. And that they got tipped off about it. But that there was nothing they could do to stop it pretty much. But just being there, taking photos of it, that's just making people, at a certain extent, want to just actually act out and do more. Maybe they would have done otherwise. Who knows? Who knows? I know I don't. All right. Let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Dude, I got to get in a fucking political ass episode. That'll be the next one. I always say that, and then I don't end up doing shit. I got too much sports shit to talk about. What can I say? What can I say? All right, let's keep it moving. Let's see if we can hit every more minutes. All right, some football news. NFL CBA apparently has been agreed upon on the owner's side. Uh, for when this next one expires after this next season. I think after 2020 or 2021. Now, 
here are some proposals that are in the works that the owners are suggesting. They want to expand the playoffs and make it so there's one more team each on each side that makes that makes it. So there's one more wild card team. So that makes it seven each. You have a team, one team only that gets a buy. I don't know if I do the math correctly on that. That's what I was reading. So there'd be more teams that made the playoffs, but at the same time, they would make the regular season 17 games. Now, uh, it would also include one less preseason game. But most starters don't even play in those games anyway, so in most of them. And if they are playing, it's like very limited. The most limited. So I think there's gonna be some some quarrels about these proposals. Cause if I was the players association, I wouldn't be taking these lightly. Another game to the schedule is just going to be crazy. Maybe expanding the playoffs wouldn't be too bad, but 17 games is that's a lot, man. My body could barely last like 10, so I don't know how these dudes. Actually, I do know how they do it. Freaking T-Train, man. Hit some Toradol up in their butt. Numbing it all up. 17 games. Another game is brutal. You got to negotiate. For a bigger chunk of the pie if you're going to be putting them out there like that. Or you got to expand the rosters, man. Make them bigger. You got to be able to rotate guys a little bit more. That way keep them a little fresher as the season goes on. Football, man. It's a brutal sport. All right. What else we got? We got Drew Brees. Back in New Orleans, he says he's going to come back. He's not going to retire. So that leaves a trickle-down effect of what's going to happen with Teddy Bridgewater's former backup and Taysom Hill. Hill says he's still cool with being on the Saints. I think the Saints would like to have him back. We'll see where they agreed upon in the deal. So Drew Brees back in the NO. Uh, one guy who's leaving the NFC South. Heading to the Northwest is Greg Olson. Leaving Seattle for a one million seven seven uh one year seven million dollar deal. What the fuck's going on with me? I am like half dyslexic at the moment. So yeah, that's Greg Olson. Formerly of the Chicago Bears, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, but most importantly of the U. Former rap star. <laughs> what was it? Uh, what the hell is the name of his rap crew? Oh my god. What was it? Greg Olsen rap. <laughs> Seventh floor crew. That's what it was. Bruh. <laughs> Shout out to the Seventh Floor crew. If you haven't heard that track, you know, you're fucking slipping, dog. You're fucking slipping. All right. Last football story 
of uh, the episode. Greg Robinson, tackle most recently for the Cleveland Browns, is facing federal marijuana possession charge in the state of Texas, facing an intent to distribute charge after being arrested at a checkpoint near the U.S.-Mexico border uh, on Monday. The report said there was a significant quantity of marijuana, which can be an exaggeration. But later, I found out that it was 157 pounds of weed, dog. What the fuck? 157 pounds? 157 pounds? Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Oof. Apparently also in the car at the same time with him is uh, former Colts free agent or Colts wide receiver, current free agent, Quam Bray. Why are you bringing that much weight over, man? There were some rumors that... This might be somebody might have had him put up to do this stuff because this seems like something just so out of left field. This is like that one herd guy, like they were saying that dude was make, taking, move, trying to move bricks of cocaine while he was catching passes for the Dallas Cowboys. I want to say. Hmm, <sighs> 157 pounds of weed. That's definitely intention to distribute. I've argued in the past that like they just try to, you have a lot on you, and they always give you that 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 uh, designation just based off the amount. And sometimes it's kind of egregious. This time I'm not fighting them off of that shit. Obviously, it's the state of Texas, so they're still super anti legalization as far as that goes. But you know. Why? What's the point? Um, but the fact that he's trying to bring it across the border, dog. That's not smart, man. Not smart at all. Hmm. Not not a good look. Not a good look. So. Anyway, moving forward. All right, let's go. To the fight world. Yo, this Saturday, if you're listening to this on Friday, ooh, tomorrow, baby, might be the fight of the year. Tyson Fury is taking on Deontay Wilder for the second time this weekend on Saturday. It's happening. They're going fighting for the WBC Heavyweight Championship of the world. Man, this rematch is highly anticipated. Last time, Fury was boxing it up, slipping punches, being crafty, working in jabs, until Deontay flattened him. Not once, but two times. The second time was fucking incredible punch. And somehow Fury kind of rose up out of the mat like he's Lazarus. You know, 
like he was Frankenstein, like the Undertaker, it ended up, you know, getting a draw. It ended up being a draw. But he was like low-key winning the rest of the round. Wish it would have been a 10-8 round was maybe a 10-9 round. But goddamn, he hit him like a fucking Mack truck. Ooh, both dudes got into uh, a little bit of a heated situation yesterday when they had the the final press conference, some pushing and shoving going on. And apparently the state of uh, Nevada is not going to allow them to do a face-off, which is going to be, which was supposed to be scheduled for Friday, tomorrow. But whatever, man, let's just get to the fight Saturday. It's going down. You know how crazy this is? Both ESPN and Fox Sports are combining on the broadcast. That hardly ever happens. You get a cross-promotion uh, boxing event. It happened when it was Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather because Floyd was Showtime. Manny was HBO. But this one's the new age of boxing here, these heavyweights. And I'm hyped, man. I'm excited to see what's going to happen, man. Whew. All right, let's look back a little bit. You know what? My prediction. Let me give you my prediction. I think Wilder gets him. I want to say he gets him in the seventh round. It's going to take a minute, but he'll seventh to ninth round. If he doesn't get him between then, I think Fury wins the fight. But I'd put my money on Wilder just because he just needs to be perfect one time. Fury needs to be perfect every single time he's moving out there. So we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's rewind. Let's put the replay. UFC 247. Oh my God. What happened there? Dominic Reyes, I think, deserved that light heavyweight championship belt. I don't know about you guys, but it was kind of kind of controversial man I had it three to two for Reyes I thought he won the first three rounds man I really did I'm trying not to be biased here at all I thought Jones gotta got the action going a little too late in the fight and the judges decided to give it to him man I can I can see if they would have rolled it three two every single time but there was one judge one judge who had the fight four to one for John Jones. There's no way in hell that dude won four rounds. No way in hell. Questionable ass MMA judging. What the fuck is going on, man? Ah, uh, they, they gotta get a rematch, man. Dom Reyes came out guns a blazing, and he was just putting the pressure on John Jones. Able to get some solid body shots in. Was uh, was able to get a couple uh, head strikes in too, man. And getting the kicks. John Jones doing his thing where you're just trying to stay on the outside and trying to time you to start off. Using that length and that reach. 
But Reyes, man, he had that that tenacity, that uh, athleticism to be getting inside of his uh, his guard a little bit, land some punches. But Jones, to his credit, he he stuck with his game plan, was able to get through it, and did enough damage down the stretch, and looked like the more fresh fighter at the end of the at the end of the fight. Reyes was, you know, sucking wind on the fifth round, championship rounds. I don't know if he'd been that that deep before. But yeah, that 49-46 scorecard is, I think, fucked up. I think that's fucked up. Uh, earlier, in, we had Valentina Shevchenko beating, uh, was it, is it Caitlin? Chukajian? Chukajian? Oh my goodness, master up. Master up. Had her all tied up in a pretzel and they had to stop it. Just grounding and pounding. I think it was a TKO. It was nasty, man. This Chukagian chick was just... She had one arm pinned between Shevchenko's legs. She had the other arm being pinned down by one of Shevchenko's arms. And then her free arm, she was just beating the crap out of her face. <laughs> and they're like, the ref's like, ooh, I ain't gonna let this happen. I ain't gonna let this keep going. So, it called the fight. That was, uh, yeah. That was entertaining. Questionable questionable scorecards throughout that one and uh, I think it took place in Houston, Texas so yeah UFC 247 a little questionable thing so now what's next John Jones talking about maybe fighting Stipe at heavyweight ooh I don't know that seems intriguing I just kind of want to see John Jones at heavyweight I want to see how he moves with the big old dudes man there's a lot of reports that when he's in training, he'd be mauling some of those dudes. So, hey, man. He might be the uh, future champ champ. Who knows? Who knows? There's also rumors that Izzy Adesanya, he's looking to find John Jones. But Jones has been kind of dismissing him in the in social media and press conferences when people bring it up. He's just been kind of like, yeah, I don't have, I don't have to worry about that fool. Because he's at 185. Jones at 205. But it, Adesanya said he'd move up to heavyweight even to fight people. Which would be crazy. <laughs> it's like, he'll go up two weight classes. Fuck it. I'll fight dude 60 pounds heavier than me. I don't give a shit. Heavyweight. Ooh, up to 265. That was big boys up there, man. Big motherfuckers. Ooh, Izzy, though. That quickness. I don't know. I don't know. That's like a video game matchup. <laughs> I think he's got to take out a couple more people. Yoel Romero in the, in the uh, you know, coming in the front, uh, front window, man. It's going to be head-on collision between those two dudes coming up. So he's got to clear out Yoel. And probably two or three more other guys before I think he starts jumping. Connor was a rare dude. He just started jumping all over. Max, they gave him chances too. I don't know, man. I don't know. Sahudo. Few guys they give shots for. Who knows, man? Who knows what's gonna happen? Former UFC fighter BJ Penn under investigation for DUI after a car accident. 
on the 7th of February in Hilo, Hawaii. It's not the first time we've seen this dude get into situations where he's it's uh, alcohol's infused, man. I hope the best for BJ Penn. He's had a little rough go of it as of late, and I wish harm on nobody. So, BJ, get all the help you can, man. Get all the help you need, all right? You're a legend, man. We don't want to see you go out like this. Yeah, I think he had, like, a bad losing streak before the UFC let him go. So, ah, man. I hope, hope nothing but the best for the man. It's tough. We see guys when they get at the end of their their careers and you know sometimes some dudes get in the headlines for the wrong reason this is not the best best reason to be talking about a man's name but I hope all the best for him I hope nothing you know he's able to kind of get his life in order I guess I don't know All right, new story. Miami Herald misreported that Nate Diaz was hospitalized after arrest in a domestic violence case. It was reported that he attacked officers at a station after his handcuffs were taken off. When in reality, he was actually mistaken for fighter Michael Albert Nates, who lives in the in the Miami area in Florida, South Florida. Apparently, Nate is now taking legal action because they kind of drug his name through the mud by association, man. So, why you got to put the boy Nate's name out there like that, man? Those That's some salacious-ass shit. You know? He's already finding stereotypes as it is. He's got a motherfucker like me telling jokes on stage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh... Yeah, dude, chill out with that shit, Miami Herald. I think he's, like, especially pissed off because it happens to be Miami. Land of Masvidal, dude, he lost two months recently, so it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Get your paper, man. Get your paper. (laughs) All right, speaking of getting paper... CBS Sports strikes a deal in betting data partnership with William Hill. So that means they're going to have all their information to provide to their users. They'll give them the data about how their bets are looking. William Hill, one of the biggest sports books in all of the UK, is in a lot of casinos, a lot of sports books here in America as well. They are one of the bigger, uh, you know, gambling companies around. So maybe CBS going to have a leg up on giving the data. I want to say like MGM has a partnership with NBA. So that means ESPN and TNT. But I don't know how deep they tap into those statistics like that. CBS might just go hard in the paint on the gambling circuit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, a couple other random news and notes, and then we'll just wrap it up. Blues Ducks got postponed after one of their players, Bo Meester, suffered a cardiac episode on the bench, man. That's scary, scary stuff. This isn't the first time that's happened to some some of these hockey players, man. They didn't work themselves to exhaustion, man. I'd, 
those are some tough ass dudes, man. Tough ass dudes, hockey players, man. So, you know, here everything's on the up and up for for Bomeister. So for Bomeister, excuse me. So I hope he's uh, able to continue his career moving forward. I just thought that was fucking crazy. And the final story of today, which I think will continue to be the first story of our next. News and notes episode. Chinese Grand Prix got postponed due to the ongoing coronavirus scare that is ravaging the Wuhan province of China. And it's crazy, man. When they first reported it, and it was just like, ah, we'll get this under wrap soon. And then now it's like, oh shit, we're quarantining everybody. And then it's like, Oh damn, this virus spread to other parts of the globe. I think Japan had had some fatalities. I think Korea now has had some fatalities, if I'm not mistaken. America's had some contractions uh, of the disease. They've had a couple cases. And yeah, man, now it's to the point where business and commerce and the economy of China are being affected where factories are shutting down and people are, you know, you know, stock projections are going down. There's, there's been businesses that haven't been able to make meat production lines and delays all around. So this is kind of crazy. This is personally affecting my business because I currently am working in some ad sales and I've had somebody who had to cancel an order with my company because they don't have production at the moment so they can't make sales that's a nice little ripple effect there so i'm gonna be losing out on some commissions for the near few months until that whole situation gets kind of sorted out i really i really hope it does i really do for Everybody who's kind of been maligned by this. There's been some negative consequences. People are are starting to get a little prejudiced. Apparently with Asian people who have coughs. (laughs) Oh, man. There was a, a pretty good comic who I saw on Tuesday who made a good joke, a good Asian joke about it. Uh, let me find this too. Uh, Jesus. What am I looking for? Say cheese. What's his full name? Shang Wang. That dude. That motherfucker. Yeah, he had a cool joke about it. Uh, I won't steal it. But it was a good one. I had a good time. I had a pretty good time. And yeah, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> Damn, Instagram's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, Rodolfo Pizarro made it onto the Miami team. Inter Miami. So that's good for him. Another Mexican in the MLS. Not bad. Not the worst thing in the world. I'll say that. All right. We'll pretty much wrap it up there, man. A little over an hour and a half. That's going to be the new target. Connor in that sweet range, man. I'm going over, dude, but I'm trying. I'm trying, dude. I'd be trying. Oh, boy. All right. So, yeah. That's about it, man. It's late. I'm tired. I had to try to get one of these in this week. How you guys like the new sound? Give me some some feedback, man. Give me some comments. I need to know. I need to know. This shit needs to get better. It's gonna grow. It's we we are gonna we're stepping it up, man. But yeah, leave me some comments. Follow along. I'm on Instagram. This podcast has a page. It is at the that is T H E Puro. That is P U R O. This is a Spanish pronunciation, motherfucker. This is episode 74. You should already know what's going on. And then my last name, Caballero. C-A-B as in boy. A-L-L-E-R-O. Show. S-H-O-W. So that's the Puro Caballero Show. That's the Instagram handle. All one word. Myself, you can find me at Puro Caballero. P-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O for you, gringos. That's how you spell it. And yeah, man, I'm also on Twitter. Posted once. <laughs> Crazy. I just wanted to post about that uh, That dude who... That fucking alleged murderer who went on Kill Tony, man. That's just fucking wild. Oh, crazy shit. Crazy fucking shit, man. Uh, yeah. What else do I have to say? Yeah, I got a show coming up on the 29th at Therapeutic Noise in Long Beach. Follow my Instagram. I'll be posting more details about that. Um, believe tickets will be five bucks. Please, I'd appreciate the support. Everybody in the in the Long Beach, South Bay oc area come through man we're gonna have a fun time i will smoke you out if you ask that's i'm uh i'm a i'm a cheap date man <laughs> it's coming to listen to me talk my shit and sell some ha-has and hee-hees i'll sell you uh some of those for you and yeah the, the comics we're gonna have a good time man we're gonna have a very good time I got to get some of my political tips. I got to I gotta read up on my shit, man. I'm behind. You know how, like, when you, you scroll or you, like, you get your news feed and you click it? I always open it in my, like, my web browser. And then I just, like, open a new tab, open a new tab, open a new tab. And I'm like, I'll read it later. I'll read it later. And then, like, five tabs turns into 15 tabs. Turns into, like, 35 tabs. Turns into, like, 45 tabs. It maxes out at 50, y'all. I got to start reading some of this shit. So I'll get back to you on the fucking political tip. I just had to talk about the NBA All-Star game, a little comedy shit. And yeah, man, I'm excited about the new, the shows that I'm going to be going to do. Um, I'm going to be trying to do comedy up in the Bay Area that weekend of the 9th. 
I'm either going to maybe do it on that Monday or maybe the Sunday or, or uh, Sunday or Monday following or maybe the Friday before, possibly the Friday before. But regardless, um, I'm also going to go, I'm going to be in Vegas. I'll be doing comedy more than likely on April Fool's Day. <laughs> that kind of worked out. Uh, Wednesday the 1st, if not maybe Tuesday night. I don't know, maybe I should go there a night earlier. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I got a bachelor party to go to. Vegas, y'all. That'll be a fun time. So I got to chill during March and save my moolah. I got to save my moolah. My money, money, money. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to the homie Carlos Delgado. Uh, got to work out on Wednesday. That was a good one. Man, chest is sore. My leg's going to be dead for a few days. That was a good workout. I usually go harder when I got somebody there. Somebody there with me. But yeah, the comedy show though on the 29th starts at 7:30. So, be there or be square. All right, man. That's pretty much it. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of uh some more funk shit, man. I'm give you a little bit more of that, right? Because that duck sauce block party, like I was saying, I was going to be in SF. This is the reason I wanted to bring that up. Yo, this lineup, I'm encouraging every motherfucker out there who loves the groove, who loves to move, who loves to have a good-ass time. It's a block party from, like, 3 to 10 during the daytime, right? And the lineup is pretty, pretty buff, dude. Pretty fucking buff. Duck Sauce are the main act, but along with that, they are also going to have... The one, the only, the Funk Masters himself, Chromio, performing a DJ set. So that'll be fun. I've seen them do their live shit. A lot of people prefer the live shit. I will take a DJ set. I don't care. Throw it back. We do it. Also performing Young Bay. One of my favorites at Cross Festival last year. They, he was fun as fuck. Funky as hell. Mm, one of my favorites there. Seen him a couple times now. Shout out to him. I I remember watching him. At uh, a bar, ah, oh, what the hell? Like the back patio of this bar. Um, fuck, what the hell? What the hell is the name of this shit? La uh, Lock and Key. The motherfucker was in the back of Lock and Key, like thirty people. Now he's doing fucking cool ass shows like this. He got the magician on there, Nancy Wang, Biscuits, and DJ Dows. So yeah, that's at the Midway Main Ninth. Oh, it's 2 to 10, man. It's another hour. I'm about to jip these motherfuckers. Cut them short. Yeah, man. So, yeah, go get your tickets, man. It's going to be fun-ass time. Fun-ass motherfucking time. So, um, yeah. We'll throw some Young Bay. This is Selfish High Heels featuring my cross 82 to 99 and Harrison. So, yeah, this Young Bay song. It goes in. That's it. All right, signing off. It's been good. Catch y'all next time. Yeesh.